I'm Metal World Peace with my co-host, Akil Tyler, experts at sports presenting the Metaphorically Speaking Podcast, brought to you by Boost Mobile. Hey, what's up, everybody? We back with another episode of Metaphorically Speaking with my co-host, Akil Tyler. Yes, sir. Canadian Aki. That's Metal World Peace, brought to you by Experts X Sports and Boost Mobile. Killed it. Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> Man. It is hot today. Yeah, it really I'm, is. I'm always wearing jeans. Do you ever get used to the heat in, in L.A., in Cali? Like, do you, because in New York, obviously, you have four distinct seasons. It's cold, it's hot, it's humid, Yeah, all that. But here, it's pretty much kind of the same. I, I, it's, is very, it? it's very con- consistent here. Yeah. With the exception of a couple really cold days in the winter, mm-hmm. like November, sorry, the end of January, February. But what's up? What's really cold? It's not like really cold mm, New York. 30, you know what I mean? 40 degrees. That's pretty cold. Yeah, it's cold. It's it cold, 30 degrees. But I see people out here like walking around in like pants and like hoodies sometimes. I'm like, how are you doing that when it's like 85 degrees out? I think the key, you know why? And I do the same thing. The, sometimes the transition of weather can get you sick. So, you know, oh. when it's like really cold, well, probably if it's really hot, then it gets weather starts getting a little bit cooler yeah. and you still got the tank top on and you get, you get sick, you get the flu. Uh, I think I like, you know, if it was cold a month ago, I still want to transition into the summer. I yeah. think that's why people do it, honestly. Just that not to sense. get too sick. Yeah, but I mean, this is like, just always like, I, I came out in jeans today, I'm like, this was a mistake. <laughs> it got hot. But then I also get confused with like, you know, our, this is for me, is we call this like 2930. Mm. But that's really cold for you guys. That's cold, right? yeah. That's because cold. like there's a whole like I think you double it and then add 33 or something really weird like that. And same thing with like you know my my GPS is still on the Canadian, so it says like I'm like 12 kilometers from the house. Yeah, we got to get you in there. You're, you're, <laughs> you're in miles, like. But I don't even understand because like I don't know if the whole miles and inches and all that stuff was made up by because like the metric, the system that we're on is kind of more universal. I think yeah, it is. It's in Europe, it's in England, yeah. it's in Canada, but yeah. then y'all just said, fuck it, we're doing our own thing. I think America's the only one that uses feet, right? Yeah, and miles. And miles. I think so. I mean, it makes sense to me, but... Yeah, but that's what you grew up with. I uh, wonder why is that? Just the power just to show people, like, hey, we're going to start our own thing. Company. Well, because, like, your independence in 1776 or whenever from England, maybe that's like, mm. you know what? We're starting all over again. We don't need your, your measures Kings. and all that shit. And M's. But, like, there's no real correlation between, like, feet and miles. Like, you know, with, like, there's a 1,000 meters in a kilometer, which makes sense. There's, you know, a 1,000 grams in a kilogram. Like, it all kind of, like, works out mathematically, whereas, like, I don't know how many feet are in a mile. Do you? (laughs) No. No, exactly. I can't tell you, like, a lot of how many feet are in a mile, how many. I think it's 100 yards. Hmm. 100 yards. I'm going to guess real quick. Okay. Oh, so one yard is 12 feet, I think. One yard is three feet. Yeah, one yard is three feet. Yeah, I'm, I'm 99% sure. So if I'm running that. football, and I ran three feet, one yard is three feet? Yeah, you got 10 yards for a first down. If it, you think it's 12 feet, so that's 120 feet for a first down, that's 120 feet is like 20 of you. This is not good. <laughs> All right. Nobody heard that. But you know inches, to, you know, there's, I mean, 12 inches in a foot, and I know there's... How many ounces are in a... 12 inches in a foot. Okay, that makes sense. Pound. 28 ounces in a pound? 28 ounces. I know four liters in a gallon. Yeah. <laughs> four liters in a gallon. So you know liters to gallons? Yeah, four liters in a gallon. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, can someone check that out? Because um, that's an interesting conversion. Because liters is our system, and you're mixing it over with gallons. Because when I saw yeah. gas prices are... Like, gas prices at home are like $1.89. But mm. that's per liter. Which sounds incredibly cheap because your prices out here are what seven dollars per gallon? 
Um, Something like that? Right now? Yeah. Yeah. So doing that conversion in my head, like, look, when I pump my gas, it's, I'm getting like 60 liters, but you guys are only getting like 20 gallons? Yeah, about that. Yeah, that sounds about right. Something it's very like 20 confusing. Gallons. I don't think we should just all be on the same system. I mean, I, I, maybe. Or but similar I, like I wonder what the, the reason. Maybe because they want to, when you come here, it's like going to China, you don't know the language, right? You, know, yeah. you, you go to yeah, France, you don't even know the language. That's true. So they're probably saying, like, we're going to keep our thing how it is. But I know. You got to adjust to us. In England, I know, for example, they used to have a, a measurement for weight called a stone. Oh, like, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. But, but you, like, I don't think like a, someone like your size would be like three stone. Yeah, yeah. But that doesn't give a lot of, you know, like, you know, the difference between one stone and two stone is huge, or the difference between one pound or two pounds is not a lot. But it, the stones don't make sense to me because they say, I heard somebody say, like, he's like two stones, but I'm like, how is he two stones? And then he's two stones. Yeah, I don't you think know? I think it's like two point. I don't know what the me, the measurement in between a stone is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if it's like two stones and three pebbles or something like that, I have no idea. But I look that up real quick. Actually. You look that up. You yeah, look that up because I mean it's it's very no, interesting. It's very, yeah. I, I also think it started back in the day. Someone picked up a very heavy stone. It feels like oh, this is about one person. <laughs> yeah, that's probably what happened. It doesn't make any sense to me. This whole this whole like it's too many stone. different. Different uh, units of measurement and increments and all this kind of crazy stuff. Stone units. Mm -hmm. Stone units. What to say? Stone units to pounds. Let's I'm gonna see. I'm gonna guess one stone is oh, thirty nine pounds. All right, let's just start over. I'm gonna give you another opportunity. Okay, so that was wrong. That was wrong. Is it higher or lower? Uh, I give you one more guess and then I'll tell you if you. I'm gonna, okay. say, I'm gonna say one stone is now seventy two pounds. Fourteen pounds. God damn it. I was way off. So, like exactly 14 pounds? Or yeah. Like 14.2. It says 14. Why is your font so small, by the way? Uh, I, I don't know. I see a lot of people's phones where they have big font, but I don't like Are they them. old old ladies? I seen some girl on the plane. Her font was like a massive pop-up book. I'm 20 stones. 20 stones. And Which then doesn't really do you know make how many sense. kilograms you are? Uh, um, kilograms. I believe there's 2.2 pounds in a kilogram. So I'm basically 100 kilos, so 220. So you must be like 110 kilos or something like that. I am. Um, well, anyone listening hmm. at home, I don't, don't, uh, you should look this up because we're just kind of making it up here. I'm going to tell you right now. Oh, I'm 127 kilograms. God, you're a big boy. Is that what they, is that <laughs> what they keep in weight? In, um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, back home. I mean, like, yeah. We do, we have, we have feet. And like, so on our forms, like when we go for medicals or whatever, we have, you know, we could put it in kilos or pounds. Like, we're very familiar with pounds as well and very familiar. Like, I'm 6'2". I'm also, like, 192 centimeters. I, yeah. It sounds bigger, you know? Oh, you're 6'2", so you're 1'9". So you're yeah, 1.91 or something. And I was like. in China. It was, like, 202. They kept saying 202. I'm mm -hmm. like, I'm not 202. Yeah, it sounds smaller. Yeah. It's but not I guess really... 202 is, like, 6'6". Six, six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> one thing that we all have in common, though, our differences in measurements, maybe whatever, but I think... A universal thing that we share across borders is being hungover and how that affects yeah. the body. Yeah, 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 for and sure. I think you can speak to that. I was hungover today. yesterday. Today. Today, actually, right now, actually. Yeah, yeah right, right, now, right, now, right now, right now, today. It's crazy, man. Every time I go to Sacramento, I have such a good time because I haven't been back in so long. Yeah. You know, you see your old friends. Uh huh. Like, hey, guys, you know, let's have a good time. So great to see you. Yeah. So I go to Sacramento. 
Brad Miller, one of my really good friends. Is he from basketball? Or is like I played with Brad Miller in Chicago. We both got traded to Indiana, and then yeah. we both played in Sacramento together. Okay. I played with him on six teams, so, you know, he's like a really good friend. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we just kind of revisited old times. He had uh, his wife with him and stuff. And, uh, you know, I just got like, some drinks. I'm trying to stay away from the dark. But the first time I did Dark Tequila. Today, yesterday? No, this is the first time I went to oh. Sacramento like two months ago. Okay. So we was doing Dark Tequila, and... I was having such a good time. I just kept getting more. Mm-hmm. Then I mixed it with some light. I said, hold on. I don't drink dark. I drink light. But I did that five drinks in. Yeah. Then move. I mixed it. Yeah. And then I was like in my buddy's, my buddy's studio. My buddy named Q. I was at a studio. And I was like, yo, something's wrong. I was laying down, sitting down. I'm like, something's wrong with my how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> and so, it's not a usual drunk. It's something beyond that. Yeah, I thought maybe like I had a headache. And then it kept coming up. And I said, oh, I think I'm about to throw up. <laughs> And then the same thing happened yesterday. And yesterday I stayed with light. I had like all like Casamigo, yeah. Blanco. Yeah. Then, we, then everybody said, hey, let's do a shot. And it was the dark one. The uh, dark tequila. So I said, all right, I can do one. I ate some food, so I'm good. So more drinks, more drinks. I get back to my room. Ugh, I just uh, threw up all in the toilet. At least you got it in the toilet this time versus the studio. Yeah, last time. Sorry, Q. I got it all over my buddy's studio. So <laughs> I, the first time I was, I was throwing up. I literally said, oh my goodness, something's wrong. So I'm trying to find a bathroom. Couldn't find a bathroom. So the first load, Ugh. then I'm like, where's the bathroom? Where's the bathroom? He's like, what's going on? I said, I'm, I'm throwing up. Ugh. I threw up <laughs> twice in another room. Now I'm running out that room. I'm like, where's the bathroom? Q's like, come over here. The bathroom's here. I said, just hold on one more second. Ugh, right? <laughs> and then finally we find, we find a bathroom and he opens the door. He throws in the toilet. And then as I'm going to the toilet, Throw just <laughs> led to the toilet. Oh my goodness! You can't even control <laughs> your like you're that like I don't know if you're that drunk or that sick. Like I don't think I've ever. I sh- the, the last time I was that sick was in Vegas like years ago. We're at some beach club, Encore Beach Club. <laughs> blackout the night before for a stag. Get to the beach club. Avicii or someone's playing. At the time, I was like a huge Avicii fan. And then I could hear his set starting to start, but then I'm like, oh my God, it's like 40 degrees, which is like 110 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So hot, hungover, trying to get drunk again. Like had a bunch of like junk food in the morning. Anyway, I'm like, you know what? I'm not, I'm not gonna make it. I'm mm-hmm. just not gonna make it. So at the back of the beach club, back of our, um, um, or whatever, our cabana, there was like the, a window and that window goes onto the strip. And I like projectile vomited, like exorcism <laughs> style, like, out in a perfect <laughs> arch onto the strip. And I remember this so clearly. There was like a dad and his little daughter walking by the street as I'm like having an exorcism. Did and you get I, it on them? No, no. They were oh. like a good 10 feet away. Okay. And I was like, oh my God, I feel so bad. This poor child is now like scarred for life seeing this man exit like probably like I don't know, a gallon of liquid all of his body. What, what would have been worse? It hitting her? On her head? Oh, that'd be hard. Or the dad? Well, either way, I'm gonna it probably would have not been good. I mean, I've I've thrown up in like in the club before, like over like from the second floor into the ice well, like unsuspectingly to people, but only like a little. No bit. way. Or, like you know, sometimes when you puke and, you're, like, and a little, oh. a little bit, it's like a little burp, a little yeah, yeah, regurgitation. Yeah, yeah. So that's happened, but I mean, I don't really drink that much anymore for that reason because I just the hangovers are just too violent now. Like back in the day, yeah, yeah. like when you were playing, were you? I mean, I'm 42 now. Yeah, exactly. I'm 43. When you were playing, were you like, would you, would you, would you be able to drink 
the night before a game and still play pretty well? Well, I'm not saying you did. No, I'm just I, saying, people, would you be able to? <laughs> I'll be honest. I don't care. But, you know, I mean, you, know, you have a good time, right? You have a good time. I wouldn't advise anyone. Yeah. Especially when I start coaching, I would not advise my players. Yeah, I'm, I want to win. Yeah. So do not go out and party. But when it came to me, <laughs> yeah, I had, I had some moments where, um, you know, you go out and party and you go to the game the next day and you just can't play, you know? Oh, you, you just, can't. No, I mean, you can, you can, actually, you can still get numbers, yeah. but just, you know, you're a little hungover. Yeah. This doesn't feel, like how, what's it your, feels better when you're not drunk, when you're not high, when you're just like yeah. clean. Makes sense. <laughs> but like as a coach, if you had a player who could perform just as well, you know, being sober and all that, and, you know, versus him going out the night before getting super twisted, yeah. but he still puts up the numbers, are you right. okay with that? Are you I'm still, not, no, I'm, I'm, even I'm, if he's doing the exact same shit, Day in and day out. Hey, let's get. Hey, let's get. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll give a good name. Uh, let's just say Michael uh, Jefferson. Okay. Hey, uh, <laughs> yeah, Michael Jefferson, man, he played well, but he was hammered last night. But, but he played well. Let's get him hammered again. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> nah. that's the thing. Like, I, I always struggle with that. I feel like, you know, back home we have, you know, some clubs at home, and we see some hockey players will come through. And hockey in Canada is like football, baseball, uh, basketball here. And we've seen these guys come out to our bars getting pretty twisted, and then I, they'll play the next game. And for me, I have a little bit of an issue with that as a fan because I'm, everyone's paying. Some people, some people in those stands are paying like you know, hundreds of dollars, taking their kids, saving up for months yeah, to see their favorite yeah. player play. Unbeknownst to them, the night before, they're out doing whatever. And it shows. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. If, if you're able to, if you're the kind of human being that can go out, get drunk, do whatever, mm -hmm. and then perform amazingly well the next day good for you i don't yeah. really care however there's very few people like that it is you know I, I, I mean? met i know some people like that that i play with that could like you know go out have a good time and come back and just get 40 or 50. and then did the how are the coaches did the coaches know about it or were they just kind of whatever well you know it's two ways to get drunk you can either smell like you're drunk yeah, or yeah. you could just be drunk and nobody knows you're actually drunk yeah you know what i mean take a shower and brush your teeth and you know put some Deodorant on and some lotion and just like yeah, yeah, kill yeah, the yeah. scent. You gotta kill the scent. That's, you, yeah. But certain bruises really have a, like a stink, like yeah. like dark liquor, like rum and and and, and like comes whiskey. to the pause. Yeah, you, you like when you start sweating and playing, you're gonna stink like booze. That happens so I, I, so many times I play, <laughs> and you was you could just smell a sweat. Oh bro. man, you had Hennessy or some vodka <laughs> or something for sure. And when guys like call you out on the court and be like, "Bro, what did you do last night?" You just laugh. You stank. I mean, it's not. It's not like I'm not like uh, promoting of course, getting of course. drunk. No one's promoting getting it's a, drunk. It's a, it's a you know, it's a, people have those moments. You're young. You're 20, 22, 20, yeah. young, early twenties in the league. Like you're just kind of coming to your own. I get it. Like well, that can't be good. I was forty two yesterday and I was drunk. <laughs> yeah, I know, but how? Your hangovers today compared yeah. to hangovers at twenty. Do you notice a difference? Yeah, for sure. I don't want to get up. I can't get up. Yeah. When I was hanging, when I was hangover, when I was doing hangovers in the summertime at twenty or whatever, man, I'm getting a hangover. Once I feel good, I'm up. Yeah. And we gonna go do it again. Yeah. You ever do that in Vegas? You ever do that somewhere like yes, you know, when I'm partying young. back to back to back? Yeah, but it's harder when you get older. It's no joke. Everyone always says like, you know, live it up now while you can. This is the best years. Of That's true. Like it's no word of a lie. Like it's just, it's young people. Uh, bounce back quicker. Yeah, it's a young person's game. Yeah, I guess there's obviously like, you know, science behind it, which I don't know or understand, but you know. Young people seem like aliens. Like if I go to a club with young people, yeah. like we want to go have a good time, yeah. and it's like, you know, 25 year olds, 
they they seem like a they, they seem different. They're like yeah, for those sure. are other people. It's not like me. I know, but if I, we're not the same. You're a young person who can get drunk and you're partying hard, and yeah. I don't understand your language. They definitely look at forty year olds and probably think <laughs> they're old. Yeah, because I remember being in my twenties looking at someone our age now, being like. I mean, let's let's pick up ourselves for a second. I think we look great yeah, 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 for being yeah, 40. Yeah, you know, yeah, we exercise, yeah, yeah, we yeah, eat yeah, well, we yeah. drink water and all that. But some people <laughs> in their 40s, you know, look like they're in their 60s. And when you were 20, someone who's in their 30s looks like they're, they're just, the, the gap is just so, so far apart. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's true. And like I see young people all the time back home at work. And I, same, same thing, I just don't understand. But I'm assuming that's how our parents kind of looked at us, like whether it's like when we first started, hip hop started coming on the scene. Yeah. Like, what is this garbage? Like, this is not like Motown. This is destroying music. And I see that. Kind of did. Probably. Yeah. But then, I mean, every, every generation has its, its phases of fashion, um, yeah. culture, music, sports, and all that. That, I mean, they, they just, that's, that's what they know and that's what they appreciate. I was but now they be experimenting with different things, right? They're, they're, the culture now is like, well, it probably was like in the 70s, but they'd be hearing mollies. You'd hear mm-hmm. people overdosing from partying. Mm-hmm. I yeah. wonder if I ever came close to that. Well, I mean, I was kind of assuming. Have you ever passed out? Somewhere? I only passed out one time in my life. Yeah? From drinking? Yep. It never happened. I never black out. I always remember, like, what's happening. That's good. I can talk about it the next day sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, one day I was coming from a game, like, a year ago. Okay. This is Come so from, a 40 year old. This is 40, yeah, 40 nice. year old immature guy. Nice. So Love I was it. coming from a game, right? So I had a meeting at this restaurant. I was so thirsty. Yeah. So I go to the restaurant. I was like, can I have some water? They had no water, but they had margaritas. <laughs> My buddy Travis, they had margaritas. So I said, and they had ice. I was so thirsty. I said, whatever. I just chugged the margarita yeah. with the ice and start sucking on the ice. And then I said, hey, excuse me, sir, can you give me some water? He said, yeah, bring back some water. I said, man, I'm so thirsty. I said, wow, that was really good. Let me get some. Let me get yours. I asked me yours. So I started taking his. Yeah. No food. Just hammering margaritas. On my belly. Hammering margaritas. Within 30 minutes, I had to call my wife. Within 30, by 45 minutes, I was blacked out. Nice. I had like maybe six margaritas. That's a lot of margaritas. Yeah. With sugar and no food. Yeah. I think sugar is the main <laughs> culprit to hangovers from what I understand. Like if you have like, you know, vodka, Coke, you'll be a lot more hungover than if you had vodka soda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. The sugar is bad. Why is sugar so bad? I love sugar so much. Like, sugar is my favorite uh, food group. I, I would know. say processed sugar. Because if you get in sh- if you had like Fruit. a drink, say you had a drink with tequila, you put some ice, and then you just squeeze fresh lemon yeah. with fresh grapes or whatever, yeah, yeah, and yeah. like a mango somehow, sure. sh- sugar cane maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think that's how, I don't think that's bad. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. We need to get a dietitian on here to answer some of these sugar questions. I know any dietitians out there. Slide in. Let, let us know. Like. We need, we need to have you on to understand why sugar has such a bad rap and why it tastes so good and why it's so addictive. Like when you eat, when I eat sugary like desserts, I'll have one bite and the sensation in my mouth will be so fucking good that I'll just need another one. Yeah. And then I'm chasing it. It feels like I'm, it's almost like a drug. Right. It's weird, but, but I, I enjoy it. But before, like when we eat that when we were younger, it was like you eat it, you metabolize it, it has an exit. Yeah. Now it's it's a storage now. Yeah, it sits there. It sits there, and if you don't remove the storage by working out or something, yeah. it creates a everlasting storage fat pocket. Yeah, in your gut. And working out, and is, that takes even longer to get up. The only reason I work out is so that I can kind of eat how I want to. But the fact of the matter is, like, I can bust my ass for like half an hour, maybe burn five hundred calories, and then I look at like a yogurt, and it's like three hundred and fifty. I'm like, right, what right, the right. fuck? That is not even kind of worth it. <laughs> 
<laughs> I should really just change my diet instead of it's true. trying to chase this workout fucking thing, which is insane. I know. I wish I was actually... I like hiking now, so I'm, if I can change my diet and just hike, like that would be ideal. Have you noticed like a change in your, your fitness levels and your, your body uh, kind of uh, shape from hiking? Or is that kind of... Yeah, I can, I can tell a difference in my endurance. <clears throat> yeah. I, we did Paseo Miramar, the one we did that hard hike. Yeah. And the first time I did it after COVID or during COVID, but I haven't been working out in like years. Mm-hmm. So I do it and I stopped. Like maybe I would say every 10 minutes I had to stop. Okay. Yeah, maybe like every, maybe like, yeah, <laughs> like every 10 minutes, every 15 minutes. Yeah. But now like I run right through it now. Not yeah. run right through it, but no, you, I don't you have you to get stop. For sure. Did you notice like from when you were playing, obviously you're super fat, two a days, whatever y'all doing. Like did you, when you, right when you retired, did you keep up with that routine for a little bit and then it just kind of fell off for whatever reason? Or did you kind of just like, oh, I'm finally done. I don't have to do all these training sessions and all these practices and all these gym sessions. I just want to kind of relax for a little bit. Yeah. And then it's harder to kind of get back into the groove. It was, it was hard. So when I first retired, I kept playing a little bit because I still wanted to play more. But when I realized I wasn't going to play again yeah. in the NBA, which I kind of realized I wasn't going to play again, 18 years, whatever. Yeah. So then I said, you know what? I don't really have anything to train for. Yeah. You know, um, I, I'm not going nowhere. I'm not like trying to be fit. So then I literally took off, I would say, from 2017 uh, in the summertime until like 2021. That's four years. That's in the Olympics. I did have a stretch where I was playing basketball every day. During COVID, I was actually going out playing basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got from 300. I was 313. I remember I was 313 pounds. That's the heaviest? That's the heaviest I've ever been. That boy. was like a year ago. Something like that, a year ago. It's like 20 stones. It was, a, yeah. Actually, it's more than 20 stones. 25 stones. So I was about 313, right? Yeah. And it, it, crept, it crept up on me. So then I started playing basketball. I got down to 273. When I got down to 273, I was like, okay, this is easy. Yeah. So I said, you know, I'll just chill out and I'll start working out again. Then I got back up to 300. <laughs> now I'm hovering like 292. So did, like when you went to two, 313, yeah. From 270. Do you start to notice your clothes are fitting differently? Oh, You're starting to get tired going up the stairs? Was, yeah. I mean, I, I played at 265, which is, like, really heavy. So, but that's, like, you're, like, small super forward. fit, though. Like super fit. Yeah. 260 is super fit. 262. Yeah. yeah. But that's, like, you know, but now I carry that weight so well. Yeah. I also carry 300 pounds. It looks like 270. Sure. Or 250. I don't even yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know if I look 300 pounds. No, you don't. Like, 300 pounds in my mind is like, like a large. Yeah, like mass goddamn, you 300 human. pounds. Yeah. So that's a see. That's a that's a curse. That's that's a, it's say a gift and a curse. That's a curse. Yeah. To hold sure. weight well. So when did you when did you kind of like? Do you have an aha moment where you're like, okay, yo, I need to I need to start this out. You know what's crazy? I actually really enjoyed um, having what do they call it? The, what do they call it? The belly. Bear belly. A bear belly. Yeah. But, but I think it's old man belly. I don't like bear. <laughs> this old man I really belly. don't like belly. Dad bod. Yeah, dad bod, dad yeah, bod, yeah, yeah. dad bod. <laughs> that's the that's the one. I, that's the one I don't. Um, yeah, bear. I hate bear, but I, you know, it's I, I, it's okay. I enjoy dad bod. Like it's, it's you know, it's a good experience to see. Like oh wow, that's how you look when you're when you're fully <laughs> out of shape. Yeah, that's <laughs> but, I, but I want to get rid of it, man. It's so hard when you get older, like to put in that work, and especially like if you've taken a break off mm-hmm. of that. For me, like working out is kind of a habit, so yeah. it's like. I just need to do it like I do anything, like this podcast, like a meeting, like whatever. But if I took like two or three years off, getting back into it would probably be one of the hardest things I'd have to do. Yeah. Because like I don't like working out. I don't know many people that like 
can say, yeah, I enjoy putting myself through this active torture yeah. while I'm out of breath and sweating. Now, he's putting his hand up. I don't know. He's <laughs> He's pretending right now for the camera. But Tim works out. Yeah. I love, of course he works out, but I, like, do you actually enjoy working out? Are you like, yeah, this is like, I, lo- I want to do this all day, every day. Well, maybe you're young. Maybe you'll grow out of it. But he's in great shape. He just got yeah, that's in great shape. <laughs> but I mean, I think it's super hard. Um, but the only reason, you know, I always say this, I think vanity is a hell of a motivator. Like, what does that mean? Like, like, I want to look good in my jeans and yeah, my clothes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that is probably why I work out. That's, That's probably the number one thing. Yeah, I mean, it's just like it's a very superficial thing. I'm well aware of it. Yeah. And obviously, there's the, the secondary benefit of being healthy, <laughs> which really should be a first priority. But yeah. You know what I mean? It's like I feel I see a lot of people out there that, you know, look unhealthy. And, you know, they're probably going to have some, some health problems down the road. And I think if you don't prepare for, like, if you don't daily exercise daily, you're eventually going to prepare yourself to get sick at some point. Yeah, at some point you get sick. It was time when I was when I wasn't working out. When I first retired, I was doing a lot of in and out burgers. So that was something <laughs> that I was just like and at that time I'm what 260, you know, maybe 258. So it's like, okay, right after you stop playing. Right after I stop. So I'm like you get some burgers, then you go up to like then you go up to 265, then you go up to like, you know, you go up to 268. You're like, okay, let me work out. Yeah. You get it back down, but then it starts creeping up and then it's harder to get yeah. back down. It's easy to put on weight. It's really difficult. Yeah. I mean, young people, I mean, you, you know, probably you all have those friends that like, can't put on weight no matter what they eat. And I hate those guys, our girls. They're yeah. always like, no matter what, I can eat burgers all day and milkshakes. I'm never going to gain a pound. Like, fuck you, whatever. <laughs> but most people, you know, it's, they aren't like that. You really got to put in the work. And like, like we touched on earlier, getting older, whether it's like being hungover, staying in shape, it just gets so much harder. Like, especially, you know, playing for as long as you did in the league, like, is your body like? Do you are you ever fully comfortable? Like, are you like fully feel good, or do you have like some pains in your neck, your knee, kind of little niggly aches and yeah. pains that kind of live with you every day that you just learn to live with? I mean, when you play, you're gonna stretch, right? You're gonna stretch. Yeah. You're gonna do all that stuff. You have trainers, now, doctors, trainers, ice, all that stuff. But now, when you when I'm hiking now, which is like the hardest thing I'm doing, I'm not stretching. I'm not stretching after. Yeah. Not stretching before. Yeah. You know, so you know the muscles is being pulled on by ligaments or. You got these tight muscles, then you're pulling on ligaments, pulling on tendons, yeah. you know, creating tendonitis. So I, I'm seeing a lot of nagging, like, things right now. Yeah. But nothing, like, too bad. Like, do you, what but do you, I'm definitely not, like, really comfortable. I want to be in better shape. Do you do anything for recovery? Like, do you see, like, weekly massages? Do you see physio for any kind of aches and pains? Do you have, like, mm-hmm. supplements? Like, um, like, well, not protein powder, whatever those things you eat, like uh, BCAAs and all right, those other right, supplements right, you right. can take. Amino to, acids. Like, yeah, exactly. Stuff. Like do you any any of that shit? No, I I, I literally forgot about that part. <laughs> <laughs> I, I need to, but I used to be like, I'll do, you know, fresh juices, spinach, put it in smoothies, yeah, and all that type stuff, and vitamins, a lot of vitamins, vitamin D. When you were retired, or was when, when I was playing? playing? Yeah. Do you think Do you think a big part of that is that I'm assuming when you were playing, you had a lot of people kind of telling you what you needed to do yeah. to stay fit, telling you what you needed to eat to, like, stay lean. And now that you don't really have that, like, because yeah, this is no what structure. I remember from playing. Like, I'd wake up at the hotel. There'd be a piece of paper under the door that says 8 o'clock breakfast, 9 o'clock bus leaves for training, train 9 to 11, lunch at 11.30, pool session at 1, weights at 3, dinner at 6, physio at 8. Yeah. And basically, that's it. You don't have, I look at this piece of paper, this is my day. I don't have to. I don't have to really think. Yeah. 
So in the NBA, I'm assuming it was like you have a manager that kind of you, your day is pretty structured. It's pretty structured. You need, you need to know where you, you're going to be here, here. Here's the food on the bus. Here's the food on the plane. Here's the food, whatever. Yeah. So like going from like a dead stop, like when you retire to like having none of that accessible anymore. Right. Was that kind of weird? You're like, what the fuck? What do I do with my day? It's true. It's you, you try to set a schedule. I tried to set a schedule a couple of times, but it's like I don't really have to. I'm not doing it. No one's holding it to you. Yeah, and, and I don't have I don't have to be to practice. I don't, I don't, I'm not preparing to play against, you know, yeah, Kevin best. Durant. Or yeah. Just so it's like, what am I? What am I doing? Yeah, exactly. You know? So you can really talk yourself out. Like, yeah, hey, I don't need to be here today, or I don't need to do this gym session, whatever. Whereas, I wish I would have kept. I wish I would have started hiking right away. Yeah. And I wish I would like turned off like the competitive switch, and just like started hiking. You wish you turned it off? Or? I wish I would have turned off wanting to play basketball because playing oh. basketball kept me keep me in shape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I want to get in shape, I just go play basketball. Yeah. But I don't really want to play basketball. I don't want to get hurt. Mm. You know what I mean? So I wish I would like just start hiking right away yeah. and maintain what you had. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I didn't know like hiking or like, you know, just doing walks or even jogs around yeah. the neighborhood. 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 yeah. minutes a day. Better than nothing. Better than nothing. Like, do you yeah. see, ever see any of your old teammates um, and look at them like, whoa, what happened? <laughs> you, a, lot uh, of, a lot of pro plays, for sure. Yeah, it's weird how that happens, though, because I, I think, like, again, they, they go from having a fully structured, regimented routine and program yeah. to having, you know, nothing. And yeah. like, they have to do it on their own. And they don't, maybe they're not as motivated or, or whatever it may be. But I've seen some teammates, too, that I haven't seen in a while. I'm like, holy shit, how the fuck? <laughs> they got big? Big, big. And they're like, there are smaller guys. They're like, you know, five, eight, you know, one. Yeah, 160 or something pretty like solid. Yeah, and then I seen them and they're like obviously still 5'8, but like 260. I'm like, oh <laughs> my god, you couldn't even run around the block. And at the time, you were like a super like legitimate athlete. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. crazy to see how quickly you know the body can morph into different things. And that's a big problem in sports. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm assuming after after you retire, that's a pretty common problem. I think, I think when you retire, we got to figure out a way to help these athletes when they retire yeah there should be like a little like a weaning off you yeah know? like you're fully structured and then when you retire like there's maybe a little bit of structure left for you yeah like a little like, bit of structure left yeah it's like a little program for like a year or two after so that it can kind of prepare you know ex-nba guys or nfl or whatever to be on their own yeah and you know you know stay motivated if, if yep. that's what they want to do and stay in shape and exercise and eat well because i mean it can get it can get kind of unhealthy yeah they should have like exit programs yeah i'm surprised they don't we're gonna do it i think we should exit program you heard it here first <laughs> let's get it done let's I mean, get it, it done it's actually really interesting you know who could start on an exit program right now today me the lakers oh the lakers <laughs> an exit program then they Ooh. are they out oh yeah that's like a <laughs> punt no no punt intended. yeah they um yeah i would say their exit programs you know you go meet with the team and then probably Plan the vacation. Just yeah. go plan a vacation. I mean, I'm all you know, for like, um, you, need, you, need to, you need to rest, obviously. You need to recover after you spend a whole season training hard to like win the championship, make the playoffs and whatever. But you need to like refresh the body, refresh the mind. Yeah. Take time away from the game. Yeah. So that you can come back the next season ready yep. to go. And then if you're retired, retired, you need to, your next step of life right. will still go on. And you probably have more life ahead of you, like post even more, career. even more. Yeah, way more. Way more. So, you know, it's 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 a real shame that there isn't something like that in play. And I think there should be. And, you know, maybe one team can implement it and yeah. then it become a kind of standard. Because, like, obviously, like, all these leagues have pensions, I think, right? Yeah. NFL, NBA, MLB. So, I mean, that's 
one way of financially kind of looking after players, but there's a bigger part to it, I think. Um, finances obviously are huge, but then the mental health part, the physical health part, the kind of structure part, like, you know, leaving, leaving people up to their own devices when for years, decades in some cases, they've always kind of been told what they need to do and where they need to be. It can be kind of scary, I would imagine. Yeah, for sure, definitely. You know, I think when you're not doing something after years and years of doing it. Yeah. I was speaking to somebody the other day. They were saying the same thing. After years and years of doing something and then you cut it off, mm-hmm. you get scared. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's foreign. It's, it's completely new. Like, no one really likes change, you know? Not immediately anyway. Everyone has, yeah. their, has their routine. Like, you know, like, you know, there's a theory, like, when you drive home from here, you're probably pretty much on autopilot. You know where to turn, where to go left, where to go right. You're probably yeah. thinking about other things, listening to music, whatever. That's kind of the same routine you get into when you're playing professional sport or you're, you know, an accountant for 25 years or whatever. So if that gets pulled from you right away, it's going to be super scary. Yeah. And not having anyone to kind of, you know, um, transition you. Well, it's so crazy because you have, you spent time doing something. Yeah. And... You don't have to do it, but it's like on contract, on paper, we're programmed to do what the contract says, right? Exactly. Whatever the case may be. Yeah. Then when it's over, you have all this time and it feels like like space almost. Yeah. It's like, where do I go? Yeah. You know what I mean? What what do I do? And I'm sure some people can get into some trouble too with all that time and all that energy and free space. Like to make you things that can get you into all kinds of shit. It's happening too. It's so it's so true. How do you and, and sometimes I think Depends on the type of person you are. Yeah. Like, you might not prepare for your future. You might not say, okay, I want to be here next year. Yeah. Then I want to be here in five years. You're probably yeah. just like, I just want to have a good day tomorrow. Or, you know, yeah. get involved in different things, activities yeah. or business, whatever. But, you know, you probably don't have a plan. No. If you never planned. No, of course not. I mean, I, I think maybe younger players now yeah. are kind of seeing that a little bit. Like, yeah. you see, like, the like Le- LeBron's and the Steph Curry's that are, like, you know, they have their basketball, you know, bread and butter, but they also have several other, you know, legs of their business to set them up. Right. Post NBA. Yeah. But I don't think that's everybody. Yeah. But I think younger people are kind of seeing that and kind of understanding that, yeah. you know, your professional sports career is just a fucking blip on the radar in terms of your entire lifespan. Enjoy it while you can, you know, make some connections and, and, and most importantly, kind of be ready for the next phase because it's yeah. going to be a long one. Yeah, it's going to be a long way. It's so yeah. crazy. I'm retired now. It's just, I didn't think that I would find anything else I wanted to do. Yeah. I mean, I knew I did, but it, I knew I wanted to do other things. But yeah. it's, it's a difference from being attached to something. And mm-hmm. it's like, do I really want to leave? Yeah. But when I retired from the NBA, I actually got right into coaching. But then I said, I'm taking, I wanted to take like four or five years off from yeah. anything NBA. Yeah, because, I mean, I would imagine you play that long. Like, it's, it's got to be nice to take, take a step back. Yeah. And to like look at something from a different lens and different perspective. Because like if all you know, it's like it's just got to be it's got to be draining. It's got I mean, I don't know. I like I completely stepped away from rugby when I left mm-hmm. and I couldn't I don't think I could coach now if I wanted to because I don't really I'm so far <laughs> removed from the game. Yeah. I don't know who the key players are. I don't know. Like, you know, if there's any been law change rule changes to the game. Like, I don't know what's so you, you, know, think, you think you'd be a bad coach. Oh, yeah. I was a bad coach when I was playing. There's a lot of bad coaches even right now that has a lot of prep. So Yeah, that's true. But like, I did, like, the reason I wasn't good at coaching is because I was so impatient. And like, mm. if I say to do, like, I know how a play should develop or I know how a play should run or whatever. But if the, the player didn't quite grasp what I was saying conceptually, I would just be like, what the fuck? What, what As a you, player? 
No, like when I was coaching, like we'd coach, oh. we do like clinics. Okay, 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 okay. And so these coaches, young kids are coach like, you know, juniors or whatever. And if they didn't understand the premise I was trying to explain to them, I'm like, what the fuck? Why don't you, why, you got to be here, not here. What are you doing? I got a lot of patience. Yeah, you need it. Yeah, as, you need patience as a coach. coach. And you need extremely good people management skills. Yeah. Because if you, if you look at any team, especially a professional team, you're managing egos. Yeah, you're managing egos. You're managing, you know, some guy can get traded, you know, who was a, a star player on one team and now he's going to have to be a role player on another. And, you know, there's 12 players on a team. There's guys who may never play. How do you keep them motivated to practice every day, show up every day? Which is actually a question. Like, how, how like, would you say on a 12-team person roster, you're usually, you know, I guess the guy 9, 10, 11, 12, probably aren't seeing many minutes. You're not seeing many minutes. How, so how do those guys, are they just kind of like bodies there to, for you guys to run drills against paid, and practice? Paid, paid bodies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, but yeah, I think some of them, so you want some of them in practice because let's just say you know, you're a really good power forward or whatever the case may be. You need somebody in practice to help you keep getting for better. Sure. So you don't want, you want somebody really good. Yeah. And some of those players, you know, they're grateful because where else are you going to play? Yeah. I mean, where else are you going to get paid to do something you love yeah, every exactly. day? Exactly. But then, no. so these guys that are getting 10-day contracts, are they, they're not coming into the 9, 10, 11, 12 spot. They're coming in sometimes 15 spot. Oh, really? But they probably come in late, but then sometimes they need to start or they need to play, so they're just getting does pushed it, up. Does it always work that way? Like, injuries, you push away up the chain, and then the next guy's coming in, fill the end of the bench kind no, of thing? No, this is, this is really unique because typically you won't bring nobody in. For COVID, they just have to change the rules. Yeah. Yeah, this, this whole pro season was crazy. Yeah. Because they literally had to get players from everywhere. So they was bringing people up from the G League. Yeah. That's normal. Yeah. Bring somebody up from the G League because somebody got injured, so sure. you bring somebody up. But then the G League players were um, getting COVID, too, so they had to bring people from the streets to <laughs> fill a G League team. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then to maybe even fill an NBA team. Some well, people actually did. It came right from other leagues straight to, like, NBA teams. That's happened. I've seen that in the NHL, like, where, like, the goalie, which is a very specific position. Yeah. Like, uh, they've been a, uh, a time in the NHL at the, our Vancouver team where the starter got hurt, the backup got hurt, so we had to call, they had to call up a, like, a university player. Oh, so imagine goodness. a guy from UCLA being called up to the Lakers. That's like, pretty That's sick. insane. Like, you, you got to have, like, I'd be so scared and nervous. Like, <laughs> even if you're, like, super, like, confident or whatever, like, being going, that's a huge jump. Like, they the, should do that, actually, make it a little, like, hey, you can call up a player from college to play in an NBA game yeah, they, during this, that would be sick. I think sometimes you have to. Like again, the hockey reference, they've had a guy like who was the equipment manager for an NHL team who had yeah. played rec league, who had to be. They don't have. They didn't have enough time to call anyone up. Okay, so get your fucking skates on. You're going to be the backup goalie, and he's probably praying. Please, I hope he, I don't have to go in yeah. because he's probably going to get just yeah, like 20 goals scored on him, mm -hmm. which is crazy. Yeah, that's wild. But with the bench, going back to the bench stuff. So you know Lou, Lou Williams is his name, the guy oh, who, yeah. that gets six men of the or, or like six men, yeah, year. three times. I think he had it the most. But how, how does that even happen? Like when when the coach eventually be like, he's such a good six man. Let's start him. No, but sometimes you need firepower coming off the bench. So because sometimes he he's a guy that takes a lot of shots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's a shot maker. So as a shot maker, you need you already have other shot makers that you and you also paying them a ton of more money. Yeah. So you got to keep them starting. And you don't want to really take away from them. So yeah. you, somebody like Lou, Lou's, uh, 
He's like an um, elite scorer. But that's rare to have a like a six man that's that. Yeah, it's talented. rare. He's a starter. You know, he's a, he's, yeah. a, he's a starter. That comes off the bench. That comes off the, for sure, for sure. He's a starter. And do you think? How do you think? Is he okay with that role? He's happy with it. It's a great role because he's getting a lot of recognition. Yeah. You know, he's um, still getting paid. Yeah. And it shows that you're reliable. But a six man is a really important job. For sure. Because you're the first play off the bench, and you got to keep it going. Yeah. You know, and so and to hold that title. It also showed you don't have a huge ego, so he just he just writing checks for himself in the future. Yeah, that's cool. It shows like he's that he's you know, yeah, I don't mind coming off the bench even though I'm good enough to start. Yeah. Do you think he gets as much recognition as some of the starters? He gets probably more recognition than some starters. Mm. Yeah, he's, he's he's that type of player. Yeah. Hey man, we're gonna come back. We're gonna take a quick break. Metaphorically speaking, my co-host Canadian Aki, aka Akio Tyler, Metal yes, World Peace. Metaphorically speaking. Boost Mobile, Experts at Sports. We'll be back. See you soon.